is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that are waiting there for you. You can actually create the content of the site. You find something online that you think is interesting. You may submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. Once it is submitted, it will appear on the upcoming stories page. And that's one of the most important pages on the site. If you're uh, using the site and you want to vote on stuff, which is the main point behind the site, you vote up the stuff you like and vote down what you don't. And the most voted up makes it to the front page. But it makes it to the front page from originally being on the upcoming stories page. So whenever you're there, drop into the upcoming stories page maybe once a day and see what's fresh and cast your vote to what you like and dislike. And so it's basically a social bookmarking site for the listeners of this show, which means you. So go to freetalklive.com, 855-450-FREE. So, Allie, we just got back from uh, the county fair here in Cheshire County, New Hampshire. That's where, right. Uh, where we do this uh, radio program, and uh, this was your first day out at the fair. It I, was. My third day uh, out at the fair. And uh, what did you think? Was your first time doing like a fair kind of outreach booth, right? It was. It was my first time sort of soliciting people to... I mean, I've, I've solicited people to take information before, but not to this degree, not like this. Have you ever done it like a county fair or anything like no, that? No, nothing like that. Mm-mm. So, I mean, what was it like for you, that experience? Uh, well, as I was telling you, it was hard to get over my fear of rejection because a lot of people um, are, you know, just anytime. It wouldn't matter. We could be giving out free donuts. It was just like they think that you want something from them and they don't want to. I don't I don't know what they think. Free donuts probably would have gotten us more attention. That, I think we probably could have benefited from free donuts. But there are people that would turn that down, you yeah, know, sure. just because you're telling them to come over and so i well, guess the guys just next skeptical. to us were giving away like thirty six thousand dollars in windows and, and doors and they had a <laughs> tough time getting people to come over and talk to them yeah yeah so um yeah it was just it was hard to try to be nice to people and get them to uh come check out what your you know philosophy is all about and they just look at you like you're crazy or people would laugh and i just found that interesting because we were saying things like we had you know we had this um uh, the Shire Society Declaration of Independence. Which you can see for yourself at ShireSociety.com. It's basically a personal declaration of independence from the coercive state. Right. So uh, we're telling people to come on over and declare their personal independence or we have a new declaration of independence and people would laugh like it was just so silly to them. But then, you know, when someone actually was interested, it was cool. And, uh, you know, almost everyone who showed interest said that they liked it or Mm -hmm. if they didn't, they were like, I'm not quite sure what this is about. But, um, you know, we had more stuff to give them. So it was it was weird because I'm used to talking to people who I'm already in a conversation with, not trying to start a conversation about this stuff right off the bat. Yeah, well, it's definitely a different approach. Obviously, when you're communicating the ideas of liberty to people that you know, or maybe your coworkers or their family members or friends, then it, it pays to take the long approach where you're not trying to you know cram something down their throat or enter into uncomfortable conversations, but to Bring up the ideas when the time is appropriate, when the mm-hmm. conversation steers in the right direction, or when, better yet, someone asks you for your opinion about something. But when you're at a general uh, interest uh, event like this, where there are literally are thousands of people passing through the event over time, then you have to take a different approach. Because if you just sit back and, and wait, odds are good no one's going to come talk to you. Right. And you, I thought you did a great job. I mean, considering it was your Thank first you. time uh, out there doing this sort of thing. Me, I've done it a bunch of times in the last decade. Um 
and it does take practice to really kind of, especially me, like I was kind of an introvert when I was growing up and I've had to come out of that introverted kind of shell and uh, and be willing to reach out to people and it's tough in the beginning but you were successful you were able to get people to come over i guess some and people talk to you. it's and it was also weird because these are like very personal uh issues a lot of them for me and so that's why you know we didn't get into anything really very specific with anyone or i didn't so it was just sort of like a general like this is the philosophy and uh i'm sure i would have you know, uh, I would have had more trouble communicating if we had gone to specifics just because other people have their personal issues, too, mm-hmm. or personal um, feelings about things. And uh, it was just, you know, it was kind of having to create distance between uh, my radicalism, I guess, because I consider myself to be a radical, which just means I'm a fundamentalist that I question <laughs> things down to the core. And so there's a lot of misconceptions just float around society that people accept like it's truth that I disagree with. And I'm sure if they knew all that, then they might. Right. You You can't stand there and have that conversation with those people because the number one reason is because you're missing everyone else. Right. So earlier in the day, uh, there are a lot of people in the liberty movement that like to debate. That's what they're into. In fact, there's kind of a name for it. Debatarians. Uh, (laughs) I've never heard that. You've never heard that. Uh, But people love that. And that's one of the reasons why I think that uh, organizations like the Libertarian Party are not very successful because a lot of times they just get together and debate stuff and just argue and they never actually do anything to move the ideas forward or to bring new people to See, because I find debates super stimulating. Like, I intellectually like i like to watch a good debate oh i know you're definitely into uh, a good debate but it's the, <laughs> the reason why it doesn't work in this circumstance is because you're likely to i'll give you an example there was a woman who came to the table earlier before you were there and she had a couple of her uh, teenage kids with younger teenage kids with her and she started talking about how she had some issues with some of the things that some of the people from Free Keen were doing. Of course, she started freekeen.com is uh, my blog site. There are a bunch of people that, that blog there. And she started out by saying that you guys do X, Y, Z, right? And so I corrected her. I was like, whoa, 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 well, hold on. There are different people at Free Keen and mm-hmm. they don't all do the same thing. They don't all agree on the same things. They have dis- differing uh, viewpoints. And so she, of course, brought up the school outreach, which she found very offensive uh, because – well, it's a good idea, right? That like, if you want to reach young people, then you go to where young people are. See, and, I, I'm glad I wasn't there because that's like some of my favorite activism. Right, and I'm one of the people who did the school outreach right, over and over there. again, and I was right there. <laughs> and so we had a conversation, and and it ended up being a lengthy conversation, which I don't generally like to do. But the booth wasn't too busy at that time; it wasn't a huge deal. But generally, I try not to do that. Mm-hmm. This this conversation didn't, you know bring anybody anywhere i didn't change my mind about my viewpoint i wasn't going to embrace coercion and she wasn't going to reject it uh she was defending the idea of of stealing people's houses because the kids need education she says Mm. and you know the roads need to be paved and you know fire and police and all these things of course i suggested volunteerism i suggested people interacting on a consensual basis and she was one of those folks who's of that viewpoint that you just can't force people to uh, – that uh, people just won't be good on their own, so right. they have to be forced uh, in order to be good. I think but she, yet she backed away from the idea of wanting to use force on people at the same time moments before saying she thought it was okay to steal houses. So very conflicted Sounds uh, like lady. she thinks that you're saying you'd like to sacrifice the roads and the schools in order to have your – ideology that's probably what she thinks well see she thinks that's what'll happen in the absence of force is that people will just let everything go to hell 
and that no one cares about you know educating kids so or not enough people care about it so therefore it wouldn't get funded and kids would be out of education i brought up to her about india and how there are all these poor children whose parents make pennies who are going to school at private schools because there are all these entrepreneurs there who have had the ability to start private schools up and they can do it for cheap because there's a lot of competition and they've just you know been able to lower their costs to the point where it's a buck a month or something like that mm-hmm. to send their kids to private school. And even the kids who can't afford the dollar a month, even the parents who can't afford that are being granted scholarships by the school's owners. That way it can look like, you know, to the community, it looks like they're community-oriented. It looks like they want to help people. So even if you can't afford it, you can still get the private school education. All the while, there are still government schools that these parents could be sending their kids to, but they don't. And, you know, she just wasn't hearing that. And so having these conversations doesn't usually go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Those people aren't going to have an aha moment. They've stopped to have the debate with you. They're as into debating as you are, Allie. They're interested in that back and forth and essentially what that really ultimately does is they monopolize your time so you cannot be reaching out to other people who are walking by the booth Mm -hmm. while this person is completely uh, having a conversation with you right it's it's a different kind of format altogether right you want to reach the numbers at these uh, these outreach opportunities i highly reach anybody or i highly encourage anybody who wants to do uh, more liberty activism look into your local county fair see what it costs to get a booth and uh, the Advocates for Self-Government have a really neat pro- uh, program called the World's Smallest Political Quiz. 50 bucks, you can get a sweet little setup for your booth that'll really help draw people in and help introduce them to the ideas of liberty. 855-450-FREE. You take control. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features that we have there for you. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And you can get signed up for our news updates. Head over to news.freetalklive.com. Follow us via email for the latest about Free Talk Live And now you can also uh, follow us in a more uh, detailed fashion on Twitter and Facebook because over the last couple weeks, uh, Mark and I have been practicing our skills with uh, tweeting and Facebooking. And now. You gotten better? I'm definitely doing it more. So. uh, How many characters are you allowed on Twitter? 140. It's not a lot. Uh, I think Facebook allows 420, but we are doing. This, we're doing a hoot suite, which means that we can hoot to both Facebook and Twitter at the same time. So mm-hmm. if I wanted to go to both places, then I've got to do it to less than 140 uh, to go to both. But we're trying to send out as many updates as we can during the show. Uh, we're still kind of noobish at this whole thing, so bear with us. Have you figured out hashtags? But uh, just kind of barely, kind of experimenting with the whole hashtag thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there like a hashtag ladies and keen? 
No. No, okay. Uh, but there's all these so. hashtags, and I don't know what they all are, but there's a feature with Hootsuite where I can look them up. Anyway, uh, you can get more now over at facebook.freetalklive.com and twitter.freetalklive.com than ever before. And uh, there's been positive response. People are saying they like the fact that we're doing more updates uh, during the show than ever before. So feel free to get interactive with us there, uh, 855-450-FREE. Now, uh, just kind of reflecting a little bit, I mean, there's news here that we can talk about, like an absolutely ridiculous story about Amtrak losing $800 million on selling cheeseburgers and soda. We can tell you about that here in a little bit. But uh, Allie and I are kind of reflecting on the day's events as you spent a few hours today out at the county fair here in Cheshire County, New Hampshire, running an outreach booth, basically a Liberty outreach booth uh, with the Shire Society at shiresociety.com. Yep. And uh, as we had left, uh, Kate had showed up from copblock.org with some copblock gear. And it's just something that's been going on all week long, and uh, actually ever since Wednesday. And I've been out there every day. It's it's my booth, so it makes sense that I would be there every day for it. But I, I love doing that sort of uh, outreach. I mean, it's for me, you know, it's it's fun because it gets me out of the house, it gets me out of the office. Normally during the week, I sit in front of a computer screen all it day. It was hot though. It was. It was pretty brutal, but that's all right. I don't, you know, I don't mind. I'm from Florida, so <laughs> heat isn't the beast. I'm from Alabama, and I was me. complaining about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, if, you didn't have, if you didn't have a lot of water, you'd have been in trouble uh, today, and you did, so you were good. Uh, but it, you know, it's fascinating, kind of how people respond to this. And you were observing that previously that uh, some people were laughing about you inviting them to declare their independence, and then some people just kind of ignore you. And mm-hmm. that's that's the toughest part about it. This is, is something that uh, my sister uh, and I have talked about before, where it's like people who, like you know, when you wave at someone or say someone waves at you, and they probably think you're someone else. You have no idea who they are. Yeah. You wave back, right? Generally, yeah. Yeah, you're not just going to like snub them and be like, I don't know who that is. Screw them. Yeah, you're... there's nothing wrong with waving at somebody. Because it would friendly. be weirder to not wave just in case, right? You know, it would just be weird not to wave. Even sure. if it's someone who you think is waving for like, uh, you know, just because they have to or some like at Walmart or something. You just wave. You know, that's easier to do than to not wave. But people today, it was like, it seemed like they were, you know, I would be really trying to be nice and get them to come over to the table and they would just look at me and look away like mm. I didn't exist or like they thought I was someone and they realized I was no one and looked away and kept going. I wonder if you would have better uh, luck being a oh, pretty young lady as opposed to me as a dude uh, being there, like bringing people over just because you're you know more attractive in that way than... I uh, wanted to think that, but then I was really disappointed. I was like, maybe I'm not as pretty as I think I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but really, it's nothing personal, I don't think. I think people just, I think people feel awkward in, in dealing with stuff like that. Maybe they just don't know uh, how to respond to being pitched something. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were there in kind of a row of people that were pitching various different things. Uh, right. Next to us, there was a guy selling windows or, and doors, and, and he was pretty good at pitching a lot of the people that came by him. And most people ignored him, too, and mm-hmm. or said no thanks, and... But he really was trying to sell them something, and we He's weren't. Tr- yeah, we were. We're, well, we're trying to sell the ideas of liberty, and that's that's what we're always doing is trying to sell those ideas. I know, but it's like, you know, it's it's not something where you're going to get suckered into spending a bunch of money. Like, you might lose. Okay, yeah, you'd like, you spend your time and energy listening to these people and everything, but um, these people being us. But it's not like a huge... Uh, thing where you're going to get sucked into buying something that sure. you really don't need. Or... But they don't know that. It's true. I mean, if, as they're walking by, you're just another pitch man mm-hmm. to them. 
So if they're wanting to go to see some donkeys or a tractor pull or whatever it is that's going on at the monster fair. Monster trucks. Or monster trucks. Or then, the guy, we, you didn't mention the guy next to us or the people next to us. The, uh, they had a big the tank. The military. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really a tank. It was more like a, a transport, like a troop transport That vehicle. wasn't a tank? No. Well, I mean, it's I guess I don't know big. what a tank is because it, I call things have, tanks. Tanks tend to have turrets on them uh, and tanks also tend to have treads uh, as opposed to wheels. This thing had wheels, and if you looked in the back, it was a big, you know, so a place where men could sit okay. uh, in the back. Right. So, yeah, the uh, the military had this vehicle that they pulled up in the lot next to us. And, and it was just sickening to me, because I'm sitting here trying to get people to declare their independence, and this mom with his, her son comes up, and she's like, oh, uh, tell the soldier that you thank him for Ugh. making this a free country or something like that. Oh, and yeah. it's just like, it's hard. That's... this is not what I want to hear right now. But... You know, mo- I don't know. It, it was worth it for the people that did come over. and You felt like that. Okay, yeah. good, good. Because you're only there for three hours, but yet you did have some really positive interactions with folks. And, right. Uh, people did come over and I think like a dozen people came. You think so? That actually like signed the Shire Society Declaration and took some stuff? Well, I'll, I'm counting the people that didn't take it. I see. People that responded. <laughs> but some people did. Some people will come and they'll sign the declaration and they'll take a bunch of stuff. Some people will come. They won't sign the declaration, but they'll still take some stuff. And mm-hmm. and, and, and that's all good because it's, it's, it's exposing people who you otherwise probably wouldn't have come in contact with and talked to about liberty to these ideas with what are some really principled outreach materials. I mean, we were using the uh, Shire Society Philosophy of Liberty flyer that is available if you go to... Uh, tools.shiresociety.com you can download the philosophy of liberty flyer you can print it out if you've ever seen the philosophy of liberty video there's a great video online since animated presentation the flyer is essentially a truncated version of that i like the flyer more actually than the video do you mm-hmm. well it's uh it's something you can you know i guess work with a little bit easier in that you can put it pick it up put it down you don't have to sit still for eight minutes right uh, to to absorb those ideas and uh, it's easy to hand out to folks. So we had some really principled outreach material, and presumably those folks, they're going to go home and hopefully uh, take a closer look at it. So. Yeah, I, I, w- I was convinced that they would. Um, did Something I was asking you is, like, do you ever just doing this stuff? I mean, anyone who's had any experience, I'm sure. I, I, I know that when I go to, like, when I've been to fairs or any kind of um, festival where there's people trying to solicit you for stuff, that I know that they get turned down all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if that starts to get to you at all, because, you know, if I'm trying to sell a bathtub like that guy across from us, I don't really care if they turn me down, you know, except that I don't make money. Well, I guess yeah, he makes should, a commission. Right, you should care, because if you don't sell enough of bathtubs, yeah, but you're that's not going to go. Yeah, but that's less of a big deal to me than if someone is, like, rejecting my personal philosophy that I hold very dear that I moved to New Hampshire for. But like I said, they don't know what your philosophy is because they just walked by. I know, but I'm still offended. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. Don't take it personal. 855-450-3733. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want. 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. So head over there and enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And with you tonight, it's Ian. And Allie. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. You need some collections done? You need a company that does it with respect. Hook up with SACL CAI through the banner at the freetalklive.com site. Look over on the uh, the right-hand side of the page. You'll find our banner column there. SACL's banner is right there at the top. So uh, get in touch with them, and they will take care of your collections for you. And they'll do it in a way that will keep your customers down the line as well. So once again, that's SACL CAI 855-450-FREE. As we continue here, Amtrak losing 800 $33 million selling something that should be like a no-brainer. Americans like cheeseburgers. I love cheeseburgers. Americans like soda. How can you fail at selling cheeseburgers and soda to a captive audience? You're talking about a group of people that's on a train. There's nowhere else they can go to eat. Sure, you can, if it's a short train ride, eat before you get on. So they lost it just, like, the investment in the soda and the cheeseburgers, they lost on that investment, not just from other, um, re- for other reasons? Well, this is just on the soda and the uh, the, right. the cheeseburgers. Okay, so I don't know I mean. where else they're losing money. They're probably in the hole in a bunch of different ways. Okay. Because it's the government, and the government's terrible at doing things. They, they just, really are. Right. I mean, they, this is a perfect example, and this story, by the way, from WashingtonExaminer.com, it's a perfect example of how bad they are and how poor, you know, how poor of a job they do at anything they try. They can barely keep those trains uh, going, and they essentially have a monopoly on passenger train service. Uh, it's, I don't think it's an actual, like, monopoly that is enforced by law, but honestly, I don't know. I just think that there's probably not enough demand to actually have any kind of serious market-based competition or maybe they're mm-hmm. just so underpriced or they're just no driving one, out the right. competitors yeah maybe they're driving out competitors by subsidizing their rates mm-hmm. if you know more about amtrak you're certainly welcome to comment but we've read all kinds of absurd stories over the years i remember one about amtrak was they spent two years deciding on the color of their drapes <laughs> you know meeting after meeting after meeting you know some wow. task force deciding trying trying That's to hilarious. figure out this minor these minor details so according to, uh, again, the Washington Examiner, they managed to spend $1.70 for every dollar they received in revenue. <laughs> wow. So they didn't factor in costs at all when they were doing this. They were losing money every single time they sold one of these uh, sodas or hamburgers. So it wasn't even just unexpected costs, because I know that this can happen when you're running a business is, oh, I didn't account for this, and so now I'm losing money because I didn't think that I'd have this issue. But this is like, no, just the, I'm sure there's like terms for these things, but no, just the price of the materials and then how much we charge, they can't get that right. It's ridiculous. And how much would you pay for a cheeseburger? I would, like at most? Yeah, let's say like, like the a really good cheeseburger. A really good cheeseburger? Maybe like 7. They were apparently charging uh $9.50. Oh my gosh. For a cheeseburger. And they were still losing money. That's just crazy. How inefficient do you have to be to take a patty of beef 
some bread, a le- uh, maybe, you know, bit of lettuce, a tomato. I mean, I'm jumping to conclusions here about what they put on this uh, this cheeseburger. Probably American cheese, and uh, or even if it was some fancy cheese, how can you put together a cheeseburger and sell it for that much money and still lose money? I don't know, man. It's that's just crazy. It reminds me of uh, when I went to. Boston to see to see a show that was actually on a boat, so mm-hmm. it was like a booze cruise show, and uh, you know, so I was expecting to get uh, swashed basically because we're on a we're stuck on a boat and it's supposed to be a booze cruise. And the last time I was on a booze cruise, that's what happened. And uh, anyway, it was like the liquor commission. I think were the ones running all the liquor stuff, and the wow. lines were just constant like you know you got in line and you waited half an hour half an hour and then we got up there and they didn't have liquor they only had beer the liquor stuff was on the other floor and then they charged this crazy amount you couldn't um keep your beer in the can it's on a boat so you're you know swaying back and forth they had to put it in a a plastic cup plastic cup and they charged like some insane we got (laughs) we so spillage the, was more likely, is what right. you're saying. And because the line was so long, we decided to each get two beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they ended up, it was like 20-something dollars Woo. for four beers. I don't know. That sounds probably about on par for bar rates. I mean, I've Maybe. seen, uh, there's a you know local bowling alley here that charges four or five bucks per per beer. I mean, are we talking about a standard kind of... Well, no uh, one got drunk is all I'm saying. No one got drunk on that boat that I know of unless they brought unless they snuck their own alcohol on because right. you couldn't bring your own or they got drunk before they came. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. These government guys don't have any idea how to run a business. And it doesn't seem that hard. I mean, we just came back from the county fair. I got a hamburger yesterday for three dollars and fifty cents. Mm-hmm. The highest price hamburger I saw there was a six dollar bacon cheeseburger. I mean, that nine dollars and fifty cents. Well, okay, so get this. According to uh, Representative John Micah, who is a bad, bad man, by the way, this is a major drug warrior, uh, oh. not to be trusted. But all that said, he's right on this issue, and that he's just giving numbers to the uh, the media on what these things cost. Over the last ten years, he said these losses have amounted to a staggering eight hundred thirty three point eight million dollars. So over ten years, that means they're losing about eighty five million bucks a year. That's so on this. Uh, so a, they don't like notice. They haven't noticed after the first year that they weren't making any money. And I guess they noticed they it. Kept going. You know, in any business, you can expect the first year to still be in the hole, right? Okay. So you, if if you were to open up Allie's House of Cheeseburgers on Main Street in Keene, you might not make money in the first year. You might be still in the hole because you're trying to build your business, build a brand. You're trying to get people to get into the habit of coming in. And these things take time. It takes time for word of mouth to you know, really spread, and hopefully you're doing a good job. But, uh, yeah, I mean, after a few years, you should have. there should have been like some red lights going off. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we need to look at how we're doing this thing. Something's wrong here. We're losing $85 million a year. We're selling burgers for $9.50, but we're paying $16.15. For the burger. According to this, it costs passengers $9.50 to buy a cheeseburger on Amtrak, but the cost to taxpayers is $16.15. Riders pay $2 for a Pepsi, but each of these sodas costs the U.S. Treasury $3.40. How is it that this is possible? How how can they possibly pay $3.40 
for a soda. I don't know, Ian, but I know I want these same people in charge of providing my health care. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because anybody that thinks that the government can do anything efficiently need look no further than this. I mean, health care is so much more complicated than putting together a hamburger right. <laughs> and a soda. Yep. So you should be really uh, concerned with that, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's a great, uh, great point to contrast here. They're certainly not going to be saving you money on health care. The, the, the prices of health care are already very expensive. They've been driven up by all the government involvement and all the government regulations in health care, and now this is proposing to make it worse. Well, they just – they can't – it's not that the government is just – I mean – well, for one thing, I would I would argue that it's probably full of mostly buffoons. But even if it wasn't, even if somehow you had to like prove that you're of adequate intelligence to get into the government, it still wouldn't matter. Or be an economist or whatever, like it still wouldn't matter because they don't have the ability to uh, foresee. Like the risk of failure is basically not there, so that there's so that's out the window. So even if they're if they're not providing a valuable product. Uh, you know, in relation to the cost, then they're not going to know that because there's no real market signals anyway. So they they lack the foresight and the ability to calculate. Whereas yeah, but they business, still have the numbers. Like yeah. they can still look and see. I mean, they, there's the Amtrak president actually is trying to um, cover for his agency here, and we'll tell you what he has to say about what they're doing as far as losing money hand over fist uh, in moments. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plus, it uh, looks like Boner Joe is on the line, and this guy has a lot of experience at making food and selling it at a profit. So we'll see what he says. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. We have a lot of features on the site there. We give them to you, and those features include, uh, you can grab archives, a whole bunch of them, going all the way back to late 2006. Just click and download. They are yours for free. Enjoy at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. By shopping with us, go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links there to Amazons, different Amazons, one for the U.S., another one for the U.K., another for Canada. Click into the right Amazon for you, and Free Talk Live gets a portion of your purchase price. Whatever it is you buy there, Free Talk Live will get a cut. Now, Amazon's got a whole bunch of products, but they don't have everything. One of the things they don't have is buckyballs. They used to have them, but unfortunately, they pulled them off their shelves after the buckyballs were uh, essentially banned by the Consumer Product Safety Commission. But guess who does have buckyballs? We do. Uh, You can go and get them at getbuckyballs.com. That's what we did last week. Ordered a couple of sets of them, and we have been fooling around with them here uh, during the uh, the breaks on the show. So you've probably seen us. Oh, that's funny. I made a ring with them, too. Well, I saw you do it, and then I wanted to do it. (laughs) So we've got buckyballs. I've already swallowed like three of them. Oh, that's not a good thing. I hope that's okay with you. 
That is definitely not a good thing. In fact, there are warnings all over the Buckyballs containers about swallowing Yeah, that's them, why so. you get extras. <laughs> they didn't send me Because once you extras. lose one, you can't make the cube anymore. one 450 free is the toll-free number. They're pretty cool. I'm liking them so far. And uh, they, they aren't totally prohibited, so they're not yet contraband. But uh, this federal government has been going after the... Uh, all of the people that are distributing the buckyballs and basically trying to put these folks out of business. It's pretty sad. So I wanted to make sure we we on Free Talk Live were supporting them. Uh, so we've been talking about an absolutely ridiculous story. Uh, it comes out of Washington, D.C. with Amtrak. And they have lost $833 million over the last 10 years selling cheeseburgers and soda to a captive audience. People that, honestly, have nowhere else to go to buy food so how it is you could possibly lose money on that? Because normally if you're the only dealer in a, in a given geographic area of a food product, you can usually build in a little bit extra. You can, you can make a little bit extra money on that because they can't go anywhere else. Like, for instance, if you ever drive through a, a state like New Jersey where you're on the turnpike and you can't really get off the turnpike without right. paying a toll to leave the turnpike, you go to the like state-approved stores that mm-hmm. they have along the sides of the turnpike, and that's when you go into a, a you know Sabaro Pizza or McDonald's or whatever corporate uh, food offerings they have there, and you'll pay two bucks extra for a for a hamburger over what you would normally pay because they know that you are essentially a captive audience. You'll yep. either you'll either eat their food or you'll go hungry, and that's the way it is on these Amtrak trains. Where if you didn't have the foresight to bring your own food with you, which I suppose is a possibility, that uh, you eat their food or you go hungry. And so how can you lose money on this? I know. And plus, it's like if they're losing that much money on the food that they offer, then how much are they losing in like uh, just gas costs and all the other things associated with like refunding tickets and stuff if there's problems with the buses? Like, I don't know how they figure that out too they must lose even more on that stuff because that's way more complicated sure and if you wanted to you could look up amtrak and see what their Mm -hmm. revenues are like and see how much they're getting as far as subsidies are concerned i mean they are a federal government uh, they're one of those federal programs that likes to claim how independent they are sort of like the postal service while at the same time they run to congress whenever they need an infusion of cash right Uh, but let's go to boner joe he is on the line calling from our very own Keene, new hampshire uh, listening on uh, a uh, a fun little radio station that's completely unlike Licensed. Butter Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going? Hey, uh, oh. kind of, kind of f- sound far off. You uh, make sure you talk right in your phone. Uh, am I better now? Better. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of funny because I uh, the last time I was on Amtrak, like 15 years ago, everything was so high. You know, as far as food costs went. I mean, you would pay like I think it was 25 dollars for a meatloaf dinner. Wow. Insane. A buck fifty for a can soda. And and 15 years ago, you didn't have like internet to like keep yourself uh, busy during a long long trade ride. So what are you else are you gonna do but eat? <laughs> talk to people. Well, I mean, at least as a fat kid, that's what I did. But. <laughs> so um, now the average train ride isn't exactly a short uh, jaunt, right? I mean, a lot of people get on a train ride and they're riding for several hours to go somewhere. Yeah, I mean, like from Florida to uh, New Jersey is a whole day, you know. Yeah, because there's a lot of stops. It's kind of like Greyhound where they're constantly stopping various different places, letting people on and off. So, uh, you know, you don't really have any other opportunities to eat, do you? You could have brought your own food in theory, right? Right. Uh, People did, but, I mean, it's convenient, you know. Um, But one thing you got to realize about Amtrak, everybody on that train is under union labor. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. And a lot of 
imagine them working there 20, 30 years, so you can imagine what they're getting paid just to, like, heat up a cheeseburger in a microwave, <laughs> which is essentially what they do. They're getting all their food like an airline. Everything is pretty much pre-cooked. Right, so Maybe you're paying like- $9.50 for a burger that hasn't even been prepared on the train. They're just reheating pre-prepared food product. Yeah, I, bet, I can only like think of like eggs maybe for breakfast that they're actually cooking. You know, there are so restaurants don't that don't they... even do that. They just get the frozen egg patties and pop them in the microwave. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. But wow. yeah, I mean, who knows what they're paying for that and then paying for the labor on top of that. I mean, yeah, I wonder if labor is included in this loss in these losses that they're reporting. I would assume it is. It, it must I mean, be. I mean, how could they possibly be paying? I know it's government, but how could they possibly be paying sixteen dollars and fifteen cents to make just the you know, just for the food cost of a burger? Because that's what the claim is here: is that they're charging passengers nine dollars and fifty cents, but the cost to taxpayers is sixteen dollars and fifteen cents. There's got to be mm-hmm. labor costs involved in that. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like they're getting thirty, forty bucks an hour just to serve food. Insane. And you're a guy who yeah. has some uh, some experience. You're uh, one of the, the gentlemen that was operating one of the food uh, operations at the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. Right. I mean, you know, what's it cost to put together a hamburger for somebody? A buck or two, max? Uh, you know, I mean, you should be, like, spending... Uh, you should actually have, like, a 300% markup on food for most items. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, the hamburgers we were selling at Pork Fest uh, probably cost us about a buck fifty. And you were selling them for what, like five bucks, four or five bucks? Yeah, but, you know, you got the cost of equipment, cost to cook it. Sure, the power that it costs to to cook it and the staff that you have to pay. But all that said, you guys were able to charge four or five bucks for a really tasty burger that was was cooked cooked fresh right there in front of you. I would have paid $2 more. Same thing today. I was at uh, the fairgrounds. There's a, you know, there's the price range for hamburgers there ranged from $3.50 to $5. And the guys I was buying from pointed out that uh, the competition in the park, the the carnies that were uh, making the food are bringing in frozen burgers and reheating them. Uh, whereas these guys were getting fresh uh, ground chuck from the local market and then, you know, making patties right there and cooking those fresh. I mean, I got a fresh patty for $3.50 with lettuce, wow. you know, with tomato and uh, and everything. And, like, it, it was a great deal. It was as fresh as it could possibly be. $9.50 is what, what they're charging was... people, and they're paying 16 Well, what if it's just that people aren't, like, it's not that they're selling all these burgers. They're like... They keep buying burgers and materials, and no one's buying them. You so know, because it's the extra. government. They're just like they have all this surplus of materials that no one. That's possible is too. I don't know. It's clear they don't know what the hell they're doing, and it's absolutely ridiculous here. I mean, how you can fail at selling cheeseburgers and soda to Americans on uh, yeah, in a captive audience situation is is amazing. Boner Joe, any other thoughts? No, that's it. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate the uh, expertise. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So here's what the uh, president of Amtrak had to say about this. He tried to encourage House investigators by telling them that last year's losses represent an improvement over previous years. He says, our ongoing programs have certainly delivered measurable financial efficiencies. He told Congress in his written testimony, saying that in 2006, our food and beverage service recovered 49% of their costs. In 2011... These services recovered 59% of their costs. So his claim is that they're doing just fine because in five years, the program has become slightly more efficient in that now they're recovering nearly 60%, whereas previously, five years previous, 
they recovered nearly 50% of their costs. They're right. still losing money hand over fist, but they're losing a little bit less money hand over fist. Right. Like, is it just she's one of these people there's manipulating the statistics to make it sound like, you know, something amazing's happened, but really it's amazingly awful. Yeah, that's there's nothing amazing about that. I mean, that uh, that you've been serving food for over a decade in this way and you still are not making even your money back. You're not even breaking even on selling this food. It's pathetic. It is sad. The food service is legally obligated to break even, according to uh, the law, but Amtrak lost $84 million on it just last year. The rail service's food and beverage operation has 1,234 employees, and taking into account Amtrak's $84.5 million loss last year, that's $68,476 per employee that they are losing money ah. on. And if they were to cancel the food program, then they'd have to fire all those employees and the union is not going to allow that to happen. 855-450-FREE. Hour two's next. You take control. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. Here to take your calls about what you want tonight. It's Ian here with you. And Allie. Allie's here courtesy of her radio program, Ladies in Keen. You can go to ladiesinkeen.com to not only download archives of Allie's show, but also you can see her blog posts as well as the posts of the other ladies who are in Keen. You can uh, see that at Ladies in Keen. That's K-E-E-N-E, ladiesinkeen.com. As we continue, we'll take your phone calls about whatever you want. Coming up, uh, there's news, more Chick-fil-A-related news as the controversy continues uh, to bubble up surrounding their CEO's statements about uh, so-called traditional family values. There, of course, was the uh, group of uh, conservative types that went to Chick-fil-A, I think it was yesterday or the day before, to support uh, Chick-fil-A, and now there is the kiss-in, which uh, is allegedly happening, where, well, we can tell you more about it here in a little bit, but we'll take your calls about what's on your mind, 855-450-FREE, as we go to Chris, listening in Indiana. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Allie. Chris. Good evening, Ian and Allie. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I was listening the other night, and you and Mark were talking about the Hunger Games and how you don't believe there's much of a liberty message in it um from what i understand the people who've called the show who've actually read the book say that a lot of the stuff got cut out of the film there were definitely some themes i think in the in the film 
but it wasn't really anything that was, I think, too heavy duty. Do you disagree? Um, slightly. Like, um, I've read all three of the books, and if you actually read all three, and it's a little bit of a spoiler alert, not much, but uh, on the contrary of what you guys said about No Liberty Message. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, hold on. We're not talking about the other two books here. We're talking about the movie that was the first book turned into the movie. From what I understand, it gets more liberty-oriented as things go on. And they're coming the... out with more movies right. for the other books, right? Yeah, the other movies will be coming out. But yeah, be careful with your spoilers. I I am certainly interested in seeing the sequels, so go ahead. It's not a huge spoiler. I'm just saying it's it, 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 like what you just said. It does get more liberty-oriented because it kind of maps out a way to overthrow a tyrannical government. And that's all I'll say about the next couple books. Like, have you ever heard of, you've heard of Agenda 21, correct? About, like, how the government wants to uh, regulate how often we flush our toilets or how we shut off the water in between brushing our teeth, what kind of light bulbs we have, while people like Prince Charles are telling us how we don't, we shouldn't be eating meat or not having hot baths while they're using hundreds of thousands of kilowatts per hour. Uh, and hundreds of thousands of gallons for water for all their palaces every day. I mean, it's kind of hypocritical, don't you think, how these people have all these things on the top, while the people that are middle class, they're trying to tell us to limit our resources while they're using them all up for uh, just just unlimited supply, pretty much. Right, it certainly is like, or just, you know, we talk about the idea, I'm... I consider myself to be an anarchist or, you know, someone who doesn't believe in coercive governments. And if someone wants to know what that would be like, then I say look to the wealthiest people. They basically kind of live in almost like an anarchistic society in a way uh, that they don't have to deal with all this. I mean, in, in, in a lot of ways that they're a lot of people's their businesses get regulated to where they can't be as profitable as they could be. But, uh, you know, there's ways around a lot of the regulations. And, you know, once you get around all that stuff, it's sort of like living in anarchy almost. Mm-hmm. Hey, another thing, Allie, hey, this, there's another really good trilogy. It's the third one hasn't come out yet. It's written by Veronica Roth. It's called the Divergent Series. And it's about it's another it's, if you like the Hunger Games. It's a very, very good, like the first two have come out and the third one's about to come out next year. And it's actually at Barnes & Noble. I'm not plugging the book or anything. I just read it. It's actually a very good one. It's like on the table at Barnes & Noble, it's like if you like the Hunger Games, you'll like these. Is it a and dystopian it shows, type thing? It's a very dystopian novel. It's about Chicago. It's about 100 years from now how they're dividing and conquering people into separate factions. And um, it's, a, it's another good one about how another like tactical thing about how government can be overthrown, but it, it, like you said, Ali, it's like a dystopic novel, and um, it's it's very interesting because when you read it, it's very interesting. It's very uh, very similar to the Hunger Games, and uh, it's just you guys would enjoy it very much. It, it would it'd be a good one. To what was it called again? It's called the day. The first one is called Divergent, and then the second one is called Insurgent, and. Hmm. I'm not going to go into it right now, but it's about so it's one of those divide and conquer technique books. And at, like I said, at Barnes and Noble, it's on a table that 
it's labeled, if you like the Hunger Games, ah, you'll like these. Okay. Very cool, man. Hey, so thanks for the recommendation. And, and yeah, I have heard of Agenda 21. Uh, we've been hearing about it on and off over the, the last few years on Free Talk Live. And obviously, there's a lot that's to it. Uh, the, the, actually, we're at the, the county fair today, and I've been there for the last couple of days. The John Birch Society is just down the row, uh, not far away from, uh, from our table. And uh, they've been stopping by the Shire Society booth to talk about their stuff. And one of them asked me if I knew about Agenda 21, and they have some sort of pamphlet uh, that they're handing out about it. And, you know, my answer was basically, hey, man, I'm already against the UN, so you don't need to convince me on anything uh, about their whatever it is their plans are. But, uh, Chris, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, Allie, had you seen the, the Hunger Games? I did see the movie. Are you one who has also read the books? No. I, I've also not read the books. I just wait for the movie to come out. Yeah, I'm <laughs> one of those. <laughs> I heard the book is a lot better, but I'm also somebody who I find it so hard to, to make time for, for reading because I've just mm-hmm. got so much going on with... Like, I couldn't possibly have read anything this week. I've been eight hours a day at the fair. I get all Yeah, there's always the excuses, aren't here. there? Yeah, I, right. There are plenty of excuses. <laughs> and some of they them are They all seem like good. such great ones. Yeah. I don't need to read. I've got other stuff to do. <laughs> when I was in jail, though, I read plenty. I was really- yeah, no, I mean... I just always find myself looking for excuses for why I don't read, but then I find myself also being envious of people who are who reading. Read. Yeah. And so it's something I just, I wish I did more, but I don't know. It, it obviously calls to some people. Some people just, when they're, they don't have anything or they're, you know, when they're bored, they think of picking up a book. I right. don't. I check Facebook. Right. I watch Sex House or something like that. <laughs> So uh, 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line, which uh, Sex House is great. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's not porn. No, not at all. No. In fact, uh, in four episodes, people have only had sex one time. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ridiculous program. Chick-fil-A, the latest on that situation is the kiss-in. According to the LA Times, the Chick-fil-A protests appear to be just getting started with two new campaigns underway. In one campaign, Marcy Alt of Atlanta has posted a petition on Change.org inviting Chick-fil-A president Dan Cathy to join her family, including her wife and their two children, for dinner. She wants to offer him a first-hand look at a family being hurt by the company's political and social activism against gays and lesbians. So this is my question. Does Chick-fil-A just come out against it? Per- like I know that they give money to, um, you know churches or maybe just like charities that are christian based and so i read on i read the story not really a story it was just someone making a claim that chick-fil-a uh gives money to anti-gay organizations but then someone yes. else was like well that just they're just christian they're not like that's not their thing is that they're anti-gay they just happen to also not agree mm. with homosexuality from what I understand, the organizations to which Chick-fil-A has given money have absolutely very anti-gay positions. Mm. So uh, it is not like, oh, we are Christians and we don't like gay people. It's just one of our things. No, it's they're taking actions to uh, to do things that would possibly be detrimental to gay folks. Oh, wow. And I, I wish I had the specifications in front of me. If you want to give us a rundown, please, uh, 855-450-FREE. Uh, but uh, here's what's going on. This uh, one lady has uh, invited the man who made the comments. This uh, President Dan Cathy ha- was originally the person who stirred up all the controversy by saying that you know he and Chick-fil-A support uh, the traditional family. 
And that's essentially a slight against gay people because the suggestion is that your family is not good enough. What is a traditional family anyway? Man, woman, two children, that sort of thing. Man, woman, child. But Uh, who has that? Some people do. Yeah, some people. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's not most. We'll try to pull up a little bit more about that and also tell you more about the kiss-in that apparently is going on today. So if you've been a part of the kiss-in or maybe you were there at Chick-fil-A and you saw this happen, we'd love to hear your observations at 855-450-FREE. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. Is the Chick-fil-A kiss-in an inappropriate form of protest? You're welcome to comment. 855-450-3733. We'll tell you more about it here in a moment. Also, want to invite you over to our website at freetalklive.com. We have a lot of features that are waiting for you, including listening options. Broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show are there. Available 24-7, the latest episode of Free Talk Live is playing at all times. So you can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in and also learn about our over 100 radio stations on AM and FM that carry the show throughout the week. Just got a new uh, station signing on uh, with uh, an agreement today coming on board within the next couple weeks. So that's exciting. Uh, and there's always uh, some somebody new that's uh, kind of in the hopper. So we're always expanding and looking to get on your local radio station. If you're hearing us on the Internet and you don't get us locally, you can help us with that by going to localfact.freetalklive.com. That's localfaq.freetalklive.com to get more information on how to contact your local stations. But again, if you go to listen.freetalklive.com, you'll also learn about our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, where you can find us on two different channels throughout the week. In addition, our KU Band Free to Air channel, the webcam is available, plus our listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Go and get tuned in and learn how to listen at listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, we're here talking about the Chick-fil-A protests. Uh, of course, there was the Chick-fil-A, I guess, I don't know what you call it when people go and eat somewhere, uh, a boy, a boycott, I guess. Uh, the, the counter to a boycott is a boycott where people go out and buy products from a company that is being boycotted. In this case, Chick-fil-A is being boycotted by a number of different uh, people due to the statement of their CEO which, again, I don't happen to have in front of me at the moment. But essentially, it was sort of – it had an anti-gay kind of ring to it where he was uh, speaking out in favor of a traditional family unit and talking about how Chick-fil-A is a Christian company. And there's nothing wrong They with- are a Christian company and, you know, most – most businesses try to avoid playing politics because they Because it's smart. Because it's a good idea. But um, – except for Free Talk Live, I guess. Well, <laughs> but yeah. um, But every – like – I knew that free. Uh, sorry, I know that Chick Fil A is a Christian place or a Christian company, and that I've had friends say that if you're not a Christian, you're going to be pretty uncomfortable working at Chick Fil A, and uh, that's just sort of part of it. I n- know that when I go there, so right. it doesn't surprise me. And you know, f- and if I wanted to boycott it for its Christian beliefs, I mean, th- the Bible does 
say some pretty terrible things about, you know, sleeping with the same gender. The Bible does say that, you know, that's a slight against Christianity, not Chick-fil-A necessarily. Dan Cathy, this is according to WashingtonPost.com. This is their president of Chick-fil-A said, quote, we're inviting God's judgment on our nation when we shake our fist at him and say we know better than you as to what constitutes a marriage. And I pray God's mercy on our generation that has such a prideful, arrogant attitude that thinks we have the audacity to refi- uh, to redefine what marriage is all about. And he says that uh, he's guilty as charged and is very supportive of the family, the biblical definition of the family unit. So it's pretty clear he's uh, he's attacking, you know, the idea of gay people loving each other and the idea that gay people can raise children. Uh, and it's just it's outrageous uh, what he said. So I don't blame anyone for deciding they don't want to eat a Chick-fil-A anymore, except uh, the Nashua Chick-fil-A, of course, as we reported earlier this week, is actually supporting Gay Pride Fest here in New Hampshire. So oh. not all Chick-fil-A's are created equal, apparently, which I think is uh, is really Excellent news. So are uh, they a chain or franchise? Do you I, know? You know, that's not clear to me. I believe it is franchise operation. Uh, but even so, when you're franchised, you're still paying franchise fees. So right. the Nashua is probably still sending money off to Chick-fil-A corporate, right. uh, even though they might be actually a franchise. But that's a good question. I'm not sure if Chick-fil-A has any corporate stores because sometimes corporations are all franchise or sometimes they're all corporate or sometimes they're a mix of both. Right. So I'm not uh, not certain about that. But clearly not all Chick-fil-A's are the same. So some people might be a little conflicted. Like on one hand, well, do you eat at the store where the manager's cool with gay people or there's actually a gay manager or there's gay employees where they support gay people even though the store is still sending money to the corporation which doesn't support gay people? Right. So it's kind of a messy uh, situation. And now you've got an additional level of protest going on uh, where people aren't boycotting Chick-fil-A. The people at the Kiss-In today aren't boycotting. They're going to Chick-fil-A. And the suggestion is that they show the people that are working there and I guess the regular Chick-fil-A customers that uh, gay people can be uh, in love to and can be good families as well, which is why one lady has challenged uh, president or has invited the president of Chick-fil-A to join her family for dinner, and her family includes her and her wife and their two children. Uh, the other campaign is the, uh, the Kiss-In, which is going on today, as well as overarch- both events, as well as overarching calls to boycott the company, have the backing of, uh, of GLAAD, which is the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. They said, uh, their president said, without question, Dan Cathy from Chick-fil-A has every right to voice his opinions and beliefs, but he should meet and get to know the people harmed by his company's multi-million dollar donations. She was referring to more than $5 million in donations that Chick-fil-A has given to anti-LGBT organizations. Graddock said in his statement that those organizations include the American Family Association and Family Research Council. The uh, Grittick said that the fast food chain also donated to groups that promoted a controversial therapeutic approach to turn people from gay to straight. Kissin, meanwhile, has some gay and lesbian supporters questioning whether such outward display of affection will ultimately help or hurt their cause. And that's kind of what I'm curious about is to, you know, what do you think about this? Is it inappropriate? You know, is it an inappropriate do they form have a of rule? protest? Do they have a rule against this in their in their stores that you can't, you know, be a public display of affection? Right. No, I doubt it. I mean, I can't imagine that there's any sort of signage on the door at Chick-fil-A saying no kissing. I mean, where... Or is there a policy or anything like that? 
I again, I highly doubt it, but that wouldn't mean that a manager couldn't come up to somebody who was engaging in some sort of public display of affection and say, excuse me, look, you're making my customers uncomfortable. Can you leave the store? Mm-hmm. Because obviously public displays of affection are a controversial thing to begin with, whether we're talking about at a public park or just walking down the street or whatever. Some people are are made very uncomfortable by others engaging in a, a PDA mm-hmm. and you know, I think it's sad because what's wrong with affection? What's wrong with people expressing uh, love for one another in a physical manner? Uh, of course, the inevitable question is going to be, well, what about people having sex in public? You know, because people always love to take things to an extreme like mm-hmm. that. And, uh, you know, obviously... Like they we- do with the marriage thing. Like, oh, if we let, you know, if we let a man marry another man, then pretty soon they'll be marrying toasters and right. dogs. Or a horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that... We were being brought up in this culture that has been heavily influenced by religiosity in the past, specifically like the Puritans, mm-hmm. where they were very intolerant people. I mean, they were burning alleged witches at the stake. I mean, very terrible things were done in the name of God and, uh, and religion in the past in this country. And a lot of it was very uh, oriented against the idea of sexuality in any way, shape, or form. And I think that Americans are still struggling with that at a lot of different levels, which is why people have a problem with uh, the idea of a public display of affection. So even some within the LGBT movement are saying that this is a bad idea. Uh, They're saying this may end up hurting their cause. According to Carly McGeehee of uh, New York-based political activist who started the idea for a kiss-in, she says, We're encouraging those of us who who support LGBT rights and equality to show up at their local Chick-fil-A tomorrow and kiss someone of the same sex. The campaigns follow Wednesday's stunning turnout for Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day, a day on which Americans were urged to support the company by mostly... The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here toll-free, 855-453. It's SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Lots of features are waiting for you there, and we give them all the way. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Allie. And uh, don't forget, over at freetalklive.com, we have a mobile site. So for those of you who have smartphones... You may want to uh, you may want to ab- uh, access our uh, various different features as far as the live streams are concerned. You can go to m.freetalklive.com. I actually just found out that uh, apparently somebody made an lrn.fm app for the Android. There there has been the LRN or the Liberty Radio app for uh, iPad and for iPhone for probably well over a year at this point. But as of recently, somebody has made one that is uh, for lrn.fm listeners. On the Android. So now, whether you're iPad or Android users, which are the two most popular 
phone operating systems. There is an actual app way to listen to uh, to Free Talk Live, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, and of course, they're all free. But another way that you can listen is just go to m.freetalklive.com, and you'll find links there to our broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show, and also a bunch of different free software that you can download that can tune into Free Talk Live, to lrn.fm, and a number of other uh, internet streams for you. Again, that's m.freetalklive.com. Gold and silver is something that's pretty important to have, at least in my opinion, uh, in your investment portfolio. I don't really have an investment portfolio. I've just got a bunch of silver. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm not a professional. <laughs> I'm not a professional investor. I don't know anything about stocks and bonds or dividends or any of that stuff. But I do know that silver and gold over time have kept their value in relation to the always inflating dollar. Right, where stocks and bonds, who knows what's going to happen with those. Silver is pretty solid. It's Yeah, I mean, nothing's a guarantee in life. But, but silver is as close as you can get to a guarantee. Over the years, precious metals like silver and gold have uh, been very valuable and they've held their value. In that, a hundred years ago, an ounce of gold would have bought a fine suit of clothes. Today... An ounce of gold will buy a fine suit of clothes. Mm-hmm. And 50 years ago, the same thing would have been true. Let's put it this so. way. It'd be much riskier to hold on to FRNs than to put those FRNs into silver. Much riskier. Yes. FRNs being Federal Reserve notes, the uh, greenbacks you probably have sitting in your wallet right now, which, of course, the federal government can print out anytime they want to. And they do. And there's nothing you can do about that. But if you've taken your FRNs and turned them into silver, they can't print silver. They're not doing that. They have they don't have the power to make silver from thin air like they do the rest of the the uh, the dollars. So it's important to store your value so the Feds can't suck it away from you. And that's what silver and gold for me uh, I th- I really value about them. So you can go to silver.freetalklive.com to order your own. Uh, so we've teamed up with Midas Resources, which is the company that's behind our syndicate. They do a great job of getting Free Talk Live uh, on more radio stations around the country. And there's also uh, you know their gold and silver dealership as well, which allows you to hook up with great deals on silver and gold. And it helps Free Talk Live at the same time. So really, it's the best way to buy. Not only do they have great prices, but you're also directly benefiting Free Talk Live when you buy from them. Over at Silver, Silver.freetalklive.com. We've been talking about the uh, Chick-fil-A kiss-in that is going on today, but some are saying uh, – some pe- what's happening is uh, there's – let's see. It is a, a lady who has created this particular protest. She is encouraging – her name is Carly McGeehee, and she is encouraging people to go to Chick-fil-A and to kiss someone of the same sex. So technically, it's not a boycott at all. It's actually you know encouraging Chick-fil-A customers – you know, to go in and show the Chick-fil-A management or whoever that, uh, you know, their customers are gay and that, uh, you know, they're normal and they just like people of the same sex Mm -hmm. and and that it's not weird or anything like that. Nationwide, at least 15,000 people have agreed to participate in the kiss-in, according to McGeehee. But even among LGBT supporters, according to the LA Times, some wonder whether such an in-your-face act might be too provocative or amount to taunting. One commenter at a Causes.com page, which urged people to participate in the kiss-in, had a different perspective. This commenter said, I respect not patronizing their establishment, but by taunting them in their establishment is a hate-filled and inciting anger and hate. According to this person, another said it's okay to disagree, but it's not okay to confront a person on their views in such an aggressive and provocative manner. See, that's, I don't know, like, yeah, it's, it would be aggressive like, I would consider it aggression if, you know, someone says, I don't want you doing that on my property. And you say, well, 
I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. And they ask you to leave and you don't leave. Like the sit-ins during the civil rights movement, those were, you know, technically aggression on private, if you believe in private property. And um, so I agree with that. But like kissing someone is not an aggressive act in and of itself. Right. How anyone could consider kissing aggression. And we don't have any opinion here from Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is not commenting uh, beyond its statement about Wednesday's sales, which set a record uh, for their operations. So they have not come out and said, no, we don't want this to happen. No, you know, you're prohibited from having a public display of affection on our, uh, you know, in our businesses. And, and you know, had they actually said that, had they said, we would prefer you not come. If you're going to kiss in our stores, we'd prefer you not come there. We don't want anyone kissing. We don't want uh, you know, parents kissing children. We don't want a couple, you know, uh, males kissing females. We don't want males kissing males, females kissing females. We certainly don't want you kissing your dog. And, you know, they could have come out with some kind of a statement, but they haven't. Right. And so, therefore, it's not aggression. You know, if there's no rule against it, then it's not um, anything that's violating them. But that doesn't mean that people aren't concerned about this. And I'm wondering what you think. You know, is this the wrong kind of – is it provocative – is it provocative for someone to – is it provocative for a man to kiss a woman in public? I don't think most people would say it is. No, it some depends. People, some people might say it's tasteless. Some people might say it's inappropriate. But to say it's provocative, I oh, don't know. Oh, I don't know if they – yeah, maybe not provocative. Uh, but is it provocative when all of a sudden it's a man kissing a man? Yes, I think it would. Why? In Keen, I think if – a guy and another guy were making out in Central Square. It would be like in the Sentinel or something. It would be a big deal. I don't know about that. I think that, uh, you know, I've seen people being all over them each other in public. And I think most people would just look at that and say something like, get a room, mm-hmm. you know. And I, t- I can't imagine it would. I don't think it would be news. I mean, do you get the feeling that Keen Maybe is anti-gay? Maybe exaggeration. With new- yeah, I get the feeling that it would not go over. I see, you know, people, wa- uh, couples walking around, but they're not... Like gay couples, but they're not really doing anything like any kind of PDA whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Certainly not to the extent that you see straight couples, you know, PDAing it all over the place. And uh, I think that there's a reason for that. I think that if uh, gay couples are made to feel uncomfortable about being open with, you know, what they like, I think that that's just part of, you know, that, that part of it hasn't changed so much, at least not not here. Some places I know it's probably fine i mean i know that we're out in the woods and all but uh, Keene is more of the liberal corner of new hampshire if anybody's going to be okay with uh, with people being gay i would think it would be in Keene. i don't get that impression have you heard people say things that are like you know oh, you're, not, I mean, you're not gay so you're not really yeah no so i don't i don't really hatred. yeah i don't experience the hatred firsthand but i have a feeling that it would be because like Keen is, you've com- compared it to the movie Pleasantville, mm-hmm. you know, where everyone, the people here, a lot of the people here just want it to be pleasant and they don't want any anyone rocking the boat or doing anything provocative whatsoever. They don't even want someone to paint their building certain colors because it could True. attract too much attention. Well, I see you're talking, I see when you're, when you're saying that you're talking about the old guard, you know, these old, but there's a New lot England of those people families. out there. It's true. It's true. 855 They run this town. 855-450-3733. Uh, McGeehee told the LA Times she encouraged participants to be polite and tasteful. She says this is about us showing our love. We're not encouraging people to be outrageous or lewd. She said the protest was less about trying to change the minds of people who are offended by LGBT love and more about encouraging young people who are in who are frightened to embrace their sexual orientation. She says, we want to tell young people you are okay just the way you are. And I guess that's you know one of the issues uh, that a lot of young uh, gays 
are kind of facing. At least I understand this from reading Dan Savage's column, Savage Love, which is a, a very good sort of sex and relationship advice column that appears in the paper version of The Onion. And uh, Dan Savage is a, a gay journalist who uh, has been writing this column for probably well over a decade. Maybe even you know a decade and a half or longer, and uh, that's you know one of the things that they that he says regularly to gay teens is it gets better. Is that you know you're in high school now, people are picking on you, they're immature, they're awful, but it gets better. You mm-hmm. can get through this, and of course that's the time in which they're more likely to commit suicide or cut themselves or or do something horrible. So I I agree with what she's saying here. It is important to you know to understand that it's okay to love somebody of the same sex. It's Free Talk Live. You can take control. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Head over, get interactive. We have a lot of features that are waiting there for you. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program, you can help support the show by going to promote.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find different tools like flyers you can print out, banners for your website, high-resolution graphics with which you can, I don't know, make whatever you want, print your own T-shirts, etc. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to access all that stuff for free. That's promote.freetalklive.com. And also want to remind you about the Free State Project. Your best chance at liberty in your lifetime, you got to get together with other people that think like you do. Just, to me, there's no other real viable solution to achieve liberty in our lifetime. We have to get people who love freedom, who understand that in order to be free, we have to allow others to be free. And so maybe you're uncomfortable by people having public displays of affection. Maybe you're uncomfortable about uh, people who are gay or whatever it is your issue is. If you're not willing to allow those people to have their freedom to do things that you wouldn't necessarily be comfortable with doing. Maybe you're uncomfortable jumping off a bridge with a bungee jump, you know, kind of a bungee jump, extreme sports. That would make me uncomfortable. I'm not interested in that. But that doesn't mean I want to stop someone else from doing it. I'm not interested in telling somebody what they can and can't do. So if you are somebody who is willing to allow others to be free. And not only just allow others to be free, but to stand up for their right to do what they want with their own life, with their own body, as long as they're not harming another human being, then you're the right person to consider the Free State Project if you love freedom. Go to freestateproject.org. Learn more about it. That's freestateproject.org. You can get signed up and get interactive. There's a forum there on the Free State Project site. Over 12,000 people have currently pledged to make the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. There are over 1,000 that are already here. So once again, freestateproject.org. We're talking about the Kiss In... I don't know if you want to call it a protest. It's not really outreach either. Uh, What do you really call it? I think it's a protest. Is it a protest? That's how it seems to me. I mean, I guess it is 
but protests kind of, I don't know, I typically think of protests as like we're chanting outside and there's sign waving and people are angry. Uh, you know, kiss-ins, not angry. Kissing mm-hmm. is loving. And they're doing it with the purpose of, I don't think they're, you know, they're trying to, Chick-fil-A is not stopping them from doing this. So right. it, it's an awkward, it's a weird thing. Like, I don't oppose what they're doing, but I'm wondering if you do. Do you think this is a bad idea? Because some within the LGBT movement are saying this is bad. This could be provocative. They say this could make people uh, hate on them even more if they see this happening. But this is something that we've come up against here. And I, when I say we, I mean certain activists in the uh, the Keene area, the Keene, New Hampshire area, and elsewhere in New Hampshire as well as part of the Free State Project. Some activists have engaged in civil disobedient acts. And some of those acts of civil disobedience have involved things that some people have a problem with, like smoking cannabis or women being topless, uh, mm-hmm. for instance. And people will say things like, well, I agree with what your your uh, your ideas are, but I don't agree with how you go about doing it. Right. I don't like that you are breaking the law, you're flaunting the law, and uh, you're upsetting people. This is upsetting people, so you shouldn't do any activism that could possibly upset people. And that's essentially what the you know people are saying to these folks that are going to – 15,000 people that have said they're going to participate in a kiss-in at their local Chick-fil-A where they'll be encouraged to custom, you know, be customers of Chick-fil-A and uh, kiss a same-sex partner in there. Some are saying this is going to offend people. This, this is not what they want to do is offend people. But you can't help if people are offended. Right. Why should you not live how you want to live? If it's peaceful, just what, because you're worried about people being offended. What changes people's minds? Like, I, I still don't really understand this. When a culture changes and, like, at first, you know, women couldn't show their ankles. Like, what changed that? You know, what yeah. what what kind of, like, is it some woman decided to show her ankles? Everyone was like, <gasps> and then, right. you know, and then over time, like, because it's risque, it became more popular. Like. What is it that makes cultures change? Is it because people are out there uh, questioning their culture and, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, and doing controversial things around it? Or is it just that it happens anyway, but we still can point these other people who are just ahead of the times? I think that's an excellent question. You know, chicken or egg? Your thoughts are welcome at 855-450-FREE. Let's talk to Mike in Huntsville listening to WBHP. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, it's Miles, and it's always a, this is my fourth time to call. I'm always sorry, Miles. I totally misread it. My call screening software did say, uh, Miles, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I wanted to go back and address what uh, Kathy said, and, you know, in along the lines of what you're talking about. He was addressing a church organization, mm-hmm. and his comments got picked up. And I think that's what makes it. So different. He wasn't out, you know, making a public outcry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't trying to get on your radio station and you know disseminate that. You know, everywhere it went, uh, the media picked up on it, and uh, and uh, uh, Governor Huckabee, he's the one that got that where everybody just needs to go sit in. After a little bit of the media picked up on it, then Huckabee, you know, he made it worse. And then it became, you know, this huge deal. But uh, uh, they may as well go protest the Catholic Church or any any kind of church organization. Right. Uh, there's so many uh, things they could be protesting instead. They're just as bad or even worse. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, he, he, and, and, and this is what he said. He told them that uh, he was afraid God was going to punish us as a nation, it, you know, because we're continually uh, getting away from stuff. And he mentioned homosexuality, mm-hmm. among other things. And uh, uh, but he was talking to a a, a a church organization, and that goes on every Sunday across the nation. And he's not said anything. Uh, no other preacher, and certainly no bat. I'm a Baptist anyway. So no other Baptist preacher did say. And and uh, for this to be, they're going to you know, of course, out of curiosity, uh, you know, I just had to go eat at Chick Fil A today, and you know. Nobody showed up, but mm. uh, 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 but 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 for them to go and protest that, I mean, it's, it's it's to me it's ridiculous. Well, I get I get your point, Miles. That you know you're saying he wasn't speaking as the uh, the COO or the CEO of uh, of Chick Fil A or the president, I guess is his title. But you don't you know when I'm out talking. If I'm at a uh, some sort of an event and they have me up on stage, I'm still the host of Free Talk Live. I mean, that I don't get away from that just because my microphone's turned off. It's what I do. And it's no secret that Chick-fil-A is a Christian organization. I mean, they're closed on Sundays. There's a, there, you know, right. there's a statement made. If you look around in a Chick-fil-A, you will usually find some evidence of their, you know, their Christian beliefs. And, like, you know, they'll explain. On I remember one time I was reading their bag or whatever that they give you the food in, and the guy explained that they're closed on Sundays because they're a religious or a Christian organization. So uh, that's, that's their viewpoint. So it's not like the Catholic Church, because the Catholic Church isn't out there purporting to operate a business that uh, that serves anybody who walks through their doors. And by all means, Chick-fil-A hasn't said, we don't serve gay people. I mean, they haven't said, we're not going to serve you. They made a statement to the, uh, the effect of, uh, here's the, the statement regarding the kiss-in, They actually did come out and make a statement. They said, we understand from news reports that Friday may present yet another opportunity for us to serve with genuine hospitality, superior service, and great food. Right, because they're giving, because the people who are going to be going in there to, I guess, maybe to the kiss-in are going to be giving them Chick-fil-A all their money. So they're like indirectly supporting these organizations or directly. And, 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 And you just nearly made it. There's not been one person come up and said, I didn't get promoted to manager because I was gay. There's not one person that said, I didn't get hired because I was gay. There's not one person that's come up and said, I'm not happy here because I'm gay, and they're, you know, mistreating me. And believe you me, if there was one person, we would have all heard about it. You may be right about that, Miles. Thanks for the call. Interesting points. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Let's continue. Cheryl's on the line in Fort Worth, Texas. Cheryl, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Allie. Yeah, hi. Oh, um, I was wanting to talk about Chick-fil-A tonight. Sure. Okay. Um, we have a Chick-fil-A in our area. Um, to begin with my opinion, um, I believe everybody knows that this is a conservative Christian owner who owns a restaurant, because he's closed on Sundays, right? Sure, it's pretty clear. So it seems like a bit of a confrontation to ask him what his opinion on gay marriage is in the first place. 
Well, did he just? I think he just offered it. I don't think he was asked. Well, we don't have the context of the statement. He was on a some sort of Christian-oriented show, as I understand it. So, if you want to stand by, Cheryl, we'll come back with you here in hour number three. Hang with us, will you? Hour number three is on the way. Got to get through the news. We'll uh, take your calls about anything. 855-453. We'll hopefully see where Cheryl is going to go with that point. And we'll take your calls about anything. Chick-fil-A or whatever's on your mind. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like. 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Though we have been talking about the Chick-fil-A kiss-in, as it was expected to happen today. One of our callers said he went into uh, Chick-fil-A and didn't see anything going on. But then again, you know, I don't think the idea is for people to go and make out. That's uh, right. That's not the suggestion here. The idea is that... Someone would just go to a Chick-fil-A and presumably have lunch with their loved one who is of the same sex. And at some point they would kiss one another during the uh, the component. I pictured like, project. you know, hordes of people like a gay pride parade going to Chick-fil-A and all kissing at once. I doubt that. I mean, they only had 15,000 people across the whole country who said they would go and do this. Not that it matters when someone says they're going to do something. They, what matters is whether or not they actually do it. But if you you know divvy up 15,000 people over however many hundreds of Chick-fil-A stores there are over an entire business day, you're not looking at a, a, a huge amount of people at any given uh, time period participating in this. So maybe you did see something uh, in today's kiss-in. Did it uh, happen where you live? Were people shocked? Were they appalled? Uh, were they offended? And if someone is shocked, appalled, and offended, does that mean it's bad activism? Is it bad activism when people are upset about your methods? Because it seems to me that things that could offend could possibly also be very effective activism. I'm not saying this is effective. I don't know. I'm not going to you know, draw a conclusion on this. I don't have a skin in this particular game. I can't participate in this activism in any you way, could. shape, or form. I could, but I don't have a, a boyfriend. I, I'm not gay. You don't, so. have to have a, you don't have to be in a committed relationship, Ian, to kiss someone. True, you're right, but they are asking for people who are actually in a relationship oh, are, to go okay. and uh, and kiss. Otherwise, it's kind of forced. Right? That's, not really, <laughs> that's not really the point, I don't think. I just least. had this image of you wanting to do like civil distant Chick Fil A and like finding some guy and Derek just like J. yeah, like kind of wanting to do it for liberty, but not really wanting to. And it's funny to me. If I were into being gay, I would totally be in Derek J. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll if he was straight with. Uh, with Cheryl, Cheryl, you're back on Free Talk Live, and you just barely had gotten your thoughts out uh, before we had to go to the news break. So please go ahead with what you were going to say. Oh, it's all good. Um, what I was going to say is I have very conservative, conservative Christian friends, and one of them posted on Facebook today that they were appalled that eating at Chick-fil-A on Wednesday was considered hate speech. I mean, do you consider that hate speech, first of all? 
No, I don't think that's hate speech. I think that what was going on on Wednesday was this Chick- support Chick Fil A day, and people yeah. would support. People were supporting Chick Fil A on Wednesday for different reasons. So we had people call the show who are saying that they wanted to support Chick Fil A because in some cities. City bureaucrats or the city mayor has made some sort of statement like in Boston where the mayor said, we're not going to let you come into this city uh, where so the, those people were supporting Chick-fil-A because they wanted to support them because they were being prohibited from building a store exactly. just because of the viewpoints of the founders of the company, which, you know, that was their reason for supporting Chick-fil-A. I don't think that reason is going to affect anything because the bureaucrats in Boston don't know why you went to Chick-fil-A. Right. It to doesn't- me, it would depend exactly. on on why you're going to Chick-fil-A. Like, I guess you could be going to Chick-fil-A, um, you know, to support them in, you know, because you really do hate gays or you have some bigotry for gay people. And, uh, you know, I guess in that way, what you're doing with your freedom of speech is, uh, you know, it's about hate. So I could see but the you'd, jump. You'd have to do something to indicate that. You'd right. have to. So just showing up at Chick Fil A wouldn't. Right. Mean if you that. showed up at Chick Fil A with an "I hate gays" T-shirt on, <laughs> then you know we'd know what your position was. I want all speech to be protected anyway, even if it's hateful. I don't care. I agree. Yeah. Well, here's your idea. Um, since the kissin is, I think it was today. It it was suggested that um, the kissin at Chick Fil A. Yep. Yes. Anyways, it's supposed to be today. So she suggested that any Christians or anybody that saw her post, whatever, that sees any gay couples in a Chick Fil A, buy them a buy them a dessert, buy them both a dessert. You know, um, and that's I a nice that's idea. A really good way to interact that, you know. I wish someone would buy me some Chick Fil A ice cream. I miss that. I used to really enjoy their. Oh, uh, good stuff, man. Yeah. They do good have good stuff. ice cream. <laughs> See, that's my other my one other point before I get off the phone with y'all. Um. For those people that get indignant about um, gay marriage and everything, in my opinion, as a Christian, um, the thing the church should do, people that are in church, they should use this opportunity to take marriage back from the state. We should have never mm. given it to the state in the first place. This right. is a, It began as a religious institution. And if you want to keep it that way, don't let the state take control of it. That's where we went wrong. You know? Good point, Cheryl. I'm with you on that. Thanks for the call. appreciate hearing from yeah. you tonight. Bob, uh, on our Facebook, uh, Bob Neighbors, says, I'm a Christian and I work at Chick-fil-A. If Mr. Kathy actually cared about traditional marriage, he'd do like Ron Paul and support the state getting out of marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes, Chick-fil-A is franchised. That was an answer to our question from earlier tonight. And he says that uh, Mr. Kathy should read John 5.2.2 and John 3.17, and then he cites those passages, which basically says... Uh, even the father judges no one. Uh, so, like, hey, look, buddy, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be judging on people, is mm-hmm. essentially what he, his point is. But then again, there's passages in the Bible that justify all manner of different things. Let's go to Angie, <laughs> ladies first. Angie calling, uh, listening to the Big Talker FM down in the Wilmington, North Carolina area. Hey, Angie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey, what's on you're your mind today? To um, you're new to our area, so I don't really know you guys that well. Mm-hmm. You've just been on here for about a week or so? Yeah, about two weeks now, yep. Yeah, two weeks, okay. Um, what I'm not understanding is when, after the last break, when you came back, you said about something about, you know, people being able to be who they are and people need to do not get on other people if they're a certain way and... Am I, am I saying that halfway correctly? I'd say that's about right. Yeah, you have to, to me, if you ever want to be free in your life, you have to allow others to be right, free. Right. Okay. 
So, so why is the the corporate man with Chick Fil A? Why is he not allowed to be free and be who he is? Oh, I think that he absolutely is allowed to be free. But I think that if you, you know, that that doesn't mean that there aren't consequences as far as like, fact is not everybody follows that particular viewpoint. And some people are of the perspective that, you know, it's not, it's not okay to be hateful towards others and they're going to speak out against it. So I think... uh, Why why is it specifically hateful towards others to say that in your beliefs it's marriage should only be between a man and a woman. Why is that hateful towards others? I think the reason that it seems hateful, and I would kind of agree that there's like an aspect of like at least unacceptance there, um, is because getting married, like, so imagine, you you know, that that you're learning about marriage. Like, you know, you grow up, your parents are married. It's something that you want to do. You see yourself doing. It's part of your plan in life and then someone tells you that because of the way you are uh you don't have that option no we're just not going to allow it for you because of how you are and you feel like you couldn't help but the way you are like maybe you have blonde hair and that's why you can't get married and i know that that's going to be controversial because some people think that being gay is a choice but i i just really think that it's silly to think that it's a choice because um, why would anyone choose that? Why would anyone choose that for themselves? Because, because I mean, some people hatred. might, because some people might bigotry. choose it for themselves because they just like, you know, I've known people in school to say that they were like bisexual maybe. And like, it turned out, no, they probably aren't really bisexual. They're just, you know, cause it was somehow cool or angsty or something, but like, no, it's really like, you know, especially if you're a guy, I think it matters a lot which gender you are as far as the cultural acceptance of being gay. If you're a gay guy and you see yourself getting married later and someone says that be, that you can only marry a woman, but you know that you'll never marry a woman because you're not attracted to women, then you're just depriving that person of having uh, a union with another person uh, just because you don't like that they who, who, the kind of person they want to have that with. It's it's one thing to have an opinion about what other people do, and I think it's healthy to have opinions. Uh, that's you know everybody has to have one, uh, but it's it's one thing to have an opinion, and it's another thing to use you know the guns of government, the force of the state to enforce your opinion on others. And Angie, I'd like to invite you to stand he's by. Not doing that. That guy is not doing that. Well, hang on. Yes, he is because they're giving money to organizations that absolutely are doing those things. So stand by, Angie. I'll put you on hold. We'll come back. More with you in a moment if you'd like to stick with us here. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can share your thoughts and bring up what's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number here is 855-453. Certainly the topic du jour at the moment is uh, Chick-fil-A and the varied protests and such controversy uh, that has been swirling about them, giving them all manner of free publicity. Let me just Uh, say this conversation makes me really hungry for chicken. Is that right? It does. (laughs) 
thankfully I had some earlier today, so I have uh, my my chicken hunger has been satiated. We were at the the county fair uh, earlier. Eight five five four fifty free. You can of course join us on the phones, also online as well at freetalklive.com, where we have a number of features that are waiting there for you, including archives going all the way back to late two thousand six. You can just click and download uh, and get as many as you'd like. They're all free at freetalklive.com. And we don't care what your sexual orientation is. You can download and listen to this show if you're encouraged <laughs> to do so. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. And by the way, the SoundCloud link on the left-hand side of the page, if you go to freetalklive.com, look under Listen and Share, you'll see our SoundCloud link there. That takes you to a bunch more archives that all have the Share button on them. And the Share button allows you to easily post your favorite shows to uh, Free Talk Live. So maybe... Or maybe you hate us, too. You could also share our show because you hate us if you want. So if you are outraged or incensed or happy or elated about some of the things we're talking about, hit that share button and share us on your Facebook, Twitter, or webpage or wherever it is you want to, your blog, and tell people what you think about Free Talk Live. And maybe you'll get some extra folks to listen, which would be great. Once again, freetalklive.com. And Bitcoin is something that's really important for you to know about. We're going to get right back into your calls, but I want to make sure that you know that Bitcoin allows anyone, even people with bad credit, to send and receive payments with anyone, anywhere in the world. You don't ask anyone's permission to get started in Bitcoin. You just go download and install the program and then go to bitinstant.com to get your Bitcoins and load up your account. Uh, there's just so much that's happening with Bitcoin. It, by the way, eclipsed $10. I don't have the uh, the current price in front of me, but I will pull it up here. I had heard earlier today, yeah, right now it's actually near $11. So Bitcoin has been uh, kind of jumping up quite a bit over the last uh, few months. It's reassuring. Yeah. Well, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. You know, I'm not recommending this as an investment, uh, but I am recommending Bitcoin as something different. It's, it's good to have different uh, money that's not Federal Reserve notes. And not only is this different, it's unique. It's something that is not manufactured by a corporation. It is not manufactured by the government or any government of the world. In fact, the governments hate the Bitcoin because they – if they understand it, and most of these government guys have no idea what it is. Uh, but if they understand it, they, they're threatened by it because the, pa- the fact is people using Bitcoin means they can completely bypass the old guard. They can completely bypass the banking system and all these uh, gatekeepers as far as the money system is concerned. It's amazing. Go to weusecoins.org to learn more about it. There's a quick two-minute video there that you can spend a little bit of time on to learn more. Once again, that's weusecoins.org as we continue with your calls. Angie's on the line listening to relatively new affiliate, the Big Talker FM there in the Wilmington area. And Angie, glad you stayed with us. We were talking about uh, allowing others to be free and make choices for themselves. And uh, you asked, I think, a pretty good question about uh, the CEO of uh, Chick-fil-A, you know, pointing out that he has a certain viewpoint about gay people and shouldn't we be allowing him uh, to do that? And you said it's not necessarily a hateful viewpoint. And I said that, well, what he did was he and his company have given money to organizations that absolutely are promoting, uh, you know, bigotry against uh, gay people. And I don't like that. And just because I speak out about it doesn't mean I don't allow them to have that viewpoint. I would never advocate that anyone hurt those people for having that viewpoint or jail them or do anything like that. It's it's not so much whether you agree or disagree with him, but you hear um, people saying that, oh, he's hating them and he's doing this and doing that. And I don't think that having an opinion, whether someone should be in a 
um, same-sex marriage or whether they should have tattoos or whether they should whatever, that it means you hate the person. Whether you think an action is right or not right, like murder, it doesn't mean you have to hate that person. You just have that opinion. It's a little different, though, to me because... Well, it's not, I don't know if it's hate, but it's like non-acceptance. It's just like stubborn, no, I yeah, refuse to accept that. It's non-acceptance because it's not, it's not that we're not, it's we or him or whoever, whatever the situation is, that you're not accepting a person as opposed to the action. If my child does something wrong, I'm not going to accept that action, but I'm going to love him unconditionally. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean if he goes around and he lies, I do not like that. That is not right. I think you're making a not good point. That he has good value and integrity. Not that they don't, or like or like someone with tattoos. It doesn't mean they don't. You can't love them, or you don't love them, or they don't have a wonderful whatever. Agree in every other way, but you have to. I mean, it doesn't mean you don't love the person. You've made a great it point tonight, to I, Angie. I totally agree with what you're saying. I think that at least when the you know maybe hate is a bit of a strong word but bigotry is is definitely i think appropriate here especially you know you can love somebody but you don't love somebody by legislating against them and you don't love somebody by advocating that someone shouldn't be able to do something they but we want do to do that all the time you do that against murderers you do that against pedophiles you do that against thieves you well do those that are people who have harmed another human speeders, being speeders Speeders haven't hurt anybody. I don't. I don't think that should be illegal. Um, but, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I mean. No, but 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 here's what I'm trying to say to you. I agree with you about your points about hate versus love versus allowing all the things that you said there. I just think that when you give money to an organization that is actively working against the freedoms of another human being, you're expressing some sort of you know hatred at some level. Certainly a bigotry and an activist kind of trying to control other people, and that's not allowing. That's not the allowing that I was talking about earlier is when you're trying to control others, you're not allowing them to be free. You're not allowing this this Dan character from uh, Chick-fil-A does not want gay people to get married. So he is essentially being an activist in an attempt to try to control the lives of others. That's not a loving viewpoint. Wouldn't you agree? So so does that mean I'm an activist because in North Carolina I voted against the same-sex marriage act? I agreed that I agreed that it was, should not be allowed here. Well, it's yes. like a sticky That's thing right. because I, well, yeah, I you'd know. be an activist for voting against. Okay, you would be an activist I was, for I voting against. Activist. Do you think she's hateful? No, I don't think you're necessarily hate hateful, but you're doing something that's bigoted. That I think. Well, I think I have an opinion and a value that's there that I have a right to vote, and if I don't vote, then I should just keep my mouth shut. But I don't go around. Well, you know, I think I that's ridiculous. The only person that I really discussed it with, you know, like you discuss with your, see, these are conversations you know you just don't even have unless it comes up on the news. You don't go around talking about all this stuff. And if somebody makes a comment, they make it. You agree or you don't agree. Well, that's because not forcing it down your throat. The news makes everything so political and takes it and bastardizes things that you know these should, these are like honest conversations. If it's okay to be to be attracted to the same sex, like that is an honest conversation that people, you know, apparently we still need to have this conversation uh, amongst one another as humans. But the news takes it and turns it into some kind of like political I thing, like you know, does. 
Right. So, like, you know. If he hated them, he would tell him not to come in the store or he'd do something. You're right. You're absolutely right. But then again, he would be open to uh, lawsuits. And I think that he should be free to ban uh, gay people from his store if that's what he wants to do. And he's not because of certain laws that have been passed. I think that bigots should be revealed for who they are and that we should be able to choose and say, well, if you're going to be a bigot, I'm not going to come into your store. I'm not going to patronize you. So I think you made some really solid points. And I hope you'll uh, continue to, uh, to interact with us. I appreciate your call tonight, Angie. Thank you. For making it. 855 450 free is the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, but uh, yeah, it absolutely was an activist move to vote against uh, gay marriage in that case. More coming up. You can take control. It's free talk. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-453, CAI toll-free line, toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, though lots of people want to talk about the Chick-fil-A situation here, which we'll be happy to take your calls about it. 1-855-450-3733, here with you, it's Ian. And Allie. And we invite you over to freetalklive.com. All the features we give you there are completely free, and those include the Shrine of Female listeners, with the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that there, and if you're a lady listener who'd like to be part of the Shrine, the instructions are there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Allie, I know you said you wanted to slip in a thought here before we continue with the calls. Go ahead. I did. So so when it's when Ian said says things like you have to allow others to be free, I agree with that. And I think that, you know, but what is what does it mean to allow others Good to be question. free? So, you know, allowing doesn't mean um, doesn't mean supporting everyone and everything they do. Right. Uh, it just means that you're not going to coerce someone out of doing something when they're not harming anyone like the, the only appropriate use of force is defensive like if your life or your property is in jeopardy you can use force against someone but you can't use force it's inappropriate to use force against someone to get them to stop doing something just because you find what they're doing to go against your religion or whatever it is you nailed that one uh, let's go to jacob also listening to the big talker fm in north carolina hey jacob you're on good free evening, talk live guys. good evening Welcome, sir. I really appreciate the uh, diversity of opinions. We uh, like that on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I, I would really like to talk about this, but I, I would rather you guys in the future, if you could do a show on uh, you know, the formula for minimum wage and the imbalance in wages in the country, and also the fracking, if that's even a word. Well, first of all, uh, you know, y'all are new there in uh, the Wilmington area to Free Talk Live, uh, and I'm glad that we're on the air down there uh, five nights a week, which is great. Um, We don't, like, usually we just don't do a show on a topic. Uh, Free Talk Live isn't the same as a lot of talk shows where they'll select a topic and they'll only talk about that one topic for either an entire hour or an entire show. So we can (laughs) come to the table with, with, with show prep items. So I did come to the table with a kiss in tonight, but that wasn't the thing we talked about right out of the gate. So if there's ever a topic you want to discuss, all you have to do is call up and talk about it. So if one of those items would uh, please you, then by all means, let's talk about that. Or if you have a comment on something else, you can do that too. It's up to you. Okay. Uh, I'll be quick on the uh, the whole homosexual thing. Oh, uh, you know, most relationships I've ever been in, I've always chose 
choose to in that relationship. You know, I had a choice in that matter. So I don't think it's a matter of a choice. The only choice I didn't have is who my parents were. Oh, uh, the other thing is. Hang on a second. Nobody, wait, you don't just get to breeze by it. We do want to have question, ask questions and have okay, a conversation. Wait, wait, so wait. when you're saying that, yeah, obviously it's a choice to get into a relationship. But right, I think what right. Allie was saying, and I would agree with her, is that your sexual orientation is not a choice. You know, you if you're straight, yeah. we're born straight. If you're gay, we're likely born gay as well. At least that's what I've been told by the people that I know in my life who are gay. Which leads to my next point, and this, this will answer your question. Oh, no baby is born with the uh, no baby is born wanting to have sex with the same sex that's a learned and it's a developed behavior interesting that's what it is what how do you and know no no child is born wanting to have sex well no just because well even knowing how to no car no no child is well okay i'm trying to think of a good analogy <laughs> I can't, but yeah, like just yeah. because when you're born, you don't come out like, all right, I'm ready to get down, have sex with someone as soon as you're out of the <laughs> exactly. gate. Like you have to, go- you realize that like exactly. puberty is when these things start to happen. You start realizing and like, and, and um, well, opening yourself up to the, your I sexual I side. I completely understand that. I completely understand that. There's what no I'm doubt that is, society is in it. Hang on a second. It's a learn and develop behavior because you can be inclined to love someone who's masculine if you're a male. I've seen some little guys with some. Women who look like look like they could be on MMA, you know. Well, sure, and there's <laughs> the whole range, down, right? I mean, there's guys, but you're right about that. There's a whole range of who's attracted to what, and you know, some some men like uh, certain features, and they others like different features. Some men like older women, some men, men like younger women, some men like their contemporaries. I mean, so and that's all learned and developed behavior for that individual person. I don't know, though. There's no I don't doubt think I've, with I, that blueprint. I don't think I'd buy it. There's no doubt that society and the environment is an important Mm -hmm. stimulant as far as what people end up doing. No doubt about it. However, to say that people come out of the womb without a sexual, you know, orientation, or excuse me, that people come out of the the womb without wanting sex, you're right. As a baby, they're not wanting sex. But as Ali points out, when they get to puberty, uh, that's inevitably exactly. something that's going to happen. Right. And if nobody's there to teach them how to have sex, eventually they're going to figure out how the parts fit together exactly. on their own. So, and, and the only way they're going to figure that out is by experimentation. And that's, that's true. Exactly what it is. But and there's the an attraction factor as well. You don't expect. You d- there's the an attraction factor as well, man. You don't, uh, you know, when you're growing up, I remember in second grade finding girls attractive. Uh, but there are there are men and women who remember as early on as they can remember in, you know, elementary school or earlier. Do you remember having your mother and father in front of you kissing and hugging? And, and you had that learned, developed behavior. That's what you had. See, when you seen that and you were attracted to those girls. But see, the thing, the reason that your behavior. your argument breaks down on like an attraction empirical level is, is that love. is that Physical like well, love. the reason the argument breaks down is because it's actually been shown that uh, kids Where? that are adopted by gay couples are less likely to be gay. They're less likely and, to want to be gay in the future. Well, where would you? Where did you get that research? Is what I would ask. Well, I guess I have to look it up. Well, sorry, I could come with some research that says the exact. Opposite. You, you got to remember, Jacob. You that- know, what I'm going to say is, it's the most dangerous health hazard. It is experimentation with sexuality, and especially, especially, especially 
homosexuality. Why would somebody choose to be gay with all the hatred and bigotry that is, uh, you know, sent Why would toward someone them? choose to be a pedophile? Why would someone choose, just like your other caller said, why would someone choose to be a murderer? Look, they're not fully developed in their mind until they're 20-some years old, and you're telling me they... They have decided. I am telling you, absolutely. Here's what I'd recommend. Here's what I'd recommend for you, Jacob. There's a great show out there called Flaming Freedom. It's an internet internet based show, and obviously, it's hosted by gay a couple of gay guys, and they will tell you their stories. And you can talk. You should talk to some gay people and ask them. At what point did you know you were gay? At what point did you I've realize? Seen, I've, this? I've talked to many homosexuals. I've actually seen them in the churches and and found them out that they were in the churches and they were preaching against homosexuality and they were homosexuals. I don't believe it. (laughs) You know, I I think that everybody's got their story. I don't, I I think that just because that's their story, maybe they were confused as they were growing up. It's certainly true that a lot of young people are confused about their sexual orientation. And there's no doubt that, uh, that society is a factor. And that's, I think maybe what leads some people to being confused about their orientation. Let me say this, you know, love, I mean, what is love? Is love just physical and sexual attraction and those actions? Is that what real love is? And, and is that what we're really discussing? No, I think love is much more than sex. Freedom? Are we just discussing the freedom to be able to do those acts? Because I, I don't have no problem with Love you. and freedom are like almost synonymous in my mind. What's that? Love and freedom are basically synonymous in my mind. Yeah, love is How not so? equivalent How to so? sex at all. How, so? How are love I mean, and freedom? How are love and freedom synonymous in my mind? Yeah, I mean, you're not enslaved, but I mean, what's freedom and love got to do with each other? Tell me. Because in order to be um, of a mindset where you get, want I can freedom, get that out of scripture, but I don't, I don't see how you get it. Jacob, but, if you're going to ask the lady a question, let her answer. All right. Well, if oh, sorry. if you're going to, um, if you like freedom, like in, like a genuine, I want freedom, and I want you know, like we were talking about, other people to have freedom, then. That comes like that feeling, at least for me on a personal level, because I can only speak to my experience. That's from right. feeling love towards my fellow humans and realizing that, you know, we all have uh, like while we're all unique and different, there's something about each of us that is very similar and like unifying. Jacob, thanks for the call, yes. man. I appreciate hearing and from I you have tonight. No problem with freedom. Thank C- you feel guys. free to call us no any problem. old night. We'd love to talk to you further about various different issues. The ones you brought up earlier, in fact, uh, would, so be, would great. be great. Eight five five four fifty free. You know, one of the ways I love my fellow humans, as you were talking about, Allie, is by respecting what they tell me and believing them. And when gay people tell me they've always known they were gay, I'm not going to say otherwise. Mm-hmm. I believe it. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever's on your mind in these remaining moments. Well, actually, you probably won't be able to unless you're already on hold because the phone lines are blowing up. Every single one of them is uh, is full at the moment. So if you don't get in tonight, you know what? We do this thing seven nights a week. So you can join us any night of the week from 7 to 10 Eastern 
uh, over at freetalklive.com and hopefully on your local talk radio station. But if we're not yet on your station all week long, you are welcome to contact them and thank them if they are running some Free Talk Live and ask for more. And uh, if they're not running any Free Talk Live, you can ask real nice like and maybe they'll take some of our show. Uh, So anyway, you can go to uh, freetalklive.com, get interactive with us online where you can actually control the content of the site. You submit different things to the site. They get voted on. You can vote as well. And the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site. So once again, freetalklive.com. We continue here. Uh, Got to try to keep your thoughts, uh, I guess, as truncated as possible so we can get as many of them in here in the remaining moments of uh, this evening's show. Crichton is on the line in Louisville. You're on Free Talk Live with uh, Ian and Allie. Hey, Crichton. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I would jump in the same conversation, uh, and uh, while I was waiting on hold, you guys basically called me a bigot, <laughs> uh, along with uh, that uh, woman from, I believe it was Alabama. Okay. North Carolina. Uh, and, and I wanted to quickly comment about that before I move on with my intent, is that there's a difference between tolerating the way other people choose to live their lives and believing that is co- a correct way to live one's life. What does it mean? How do you how do you know what's co- the correct way? I think that it's just kind of arrogant to assume you know what the correct way to live your life is. Okay, it may be arrogant for me to believe in a Christian point of view, but I do believe in it. And the fact that I don't advocate and would oppose legislation to do exactly what, what you guys were talking about doesn't mean that I would accept that lifestyle in, in my own family. But Christian, would, when you say you wouldn't accept it, what do you mean? Like, so if your son was gay, what would that mean? That would mean that I would be... Uh, I don't know what that would mean because I haven't experienced that. You but, should think about it because there's a possibility, right? Like if you were to have kids, I don't know if you have kids, but if you were to have kids, one of them could turn out gay. That's okay. But okay, that, good. that really is that, – that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there's, it's, it's one thing to say someone is tolerant of other people's ways of life and another thing to say that they have, they're acceptable. Those are two different things. Uh, but you, you brought up earlier, Ian, the question of whether or not – uh, so hold on. If it's unacceptable, then that means you would ostracize your own son, wouldn't you? I didn't say it was. <clears throat> it's a difference between saying something is acceptable and being tolerant of it. It has nothing to do with me per se. To say that I wouldn't advocate a return to pe- previous uh, uh, law systems where being gay got you uh, prison time, I wouldn't advocate that. Okay. That's wrong. But right, that's because you're willing to be tolerant. To my children, that this lifestyle is not the correct lifestyle to my own children. So therefore, that's if your son came to you and told you, Dad, I'm gay, you would tell him that he is incorrect and that he shouldn't be, be that, that way, even though he can't choose that for himself. I would tell him that, that, that acting out that lifestyle is a sin. And my belief system. I really don't and like... And so he's going to go to hell because he loves another man? I don't know. What is I've a never sin? Been there. What is a sin? A sin is usually... A, a sin is, is best defined as an, as, as an act, a deliberate act that offends either God or causes harm to another human being, which also offends God. 
So well, ultimately, it's an offense to God. You know, Crichton, you're welcome to call back uh, with your further thoughts. I appreciate your call tonight. I want to get some other folks in here. Uh, sin, you know, if the idea is that God doesn't like this and it's an offense to God, then why did God create gay people? I mean, if uh, look, you're well, they born, would say the Christian response, or not? I should say the Christian response. response. Is you're choosing it, but or it could be they're choosing it, or that you know, like you've been. Um, uh, like corrupted at some point. It's ridiculous. They're just those are just excuses to avoid listening to what is someone is telling them mm-hmm. to avoid someone's honest communication of their personal experience about why they're gay. To say that someone would choose to be ostracized like this, to choose to be completely shut out from so many people who have so many closed-minded viewpoints is ridiculous, Mm -hmm. and especially after you've actually talked to gay people and you know that they were born like this. Plus, you can look at nature where there's homosexual activity between animals. Are the animals also choosing to be gay? Is it the culture of the you know the monkeys that has uh, well, there, influenced some of them? There also might be, be biological reasons why humans might be gay. Like you know, I've heard people make the argument that um, you know the more children one might have, uh, you know, this is just a theory, but that you know, so you have a bunch of kids, and then after a while, they might you know have be more likely to be gay. Because, uh, you know, maybe that's just like a self-correcting overpopulation measure so that people don't have to, you know, whatever, because you can't reproduce if you're gay. Or maybe it's just, you know, putting all the science aside, maybe it's just the fact that there's just so much variety. That there's just so many differentiations between people and what they appreciate and what they're into, and that it's not all necessarily, uh, you know, culture, uh, mm-hmm. because you can find gay people all over the place, regardless of, uh, of the culture. Let's go to James. He's listening to the Big Talker in Wilmington, North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Allie. Hey, um, I'm kind of going along with what the whole conversation here. Uh, my specific comment was to Jacob about, you know, choosing whether or not you're gay and and he thinks that it is a choice, but and I'm, I'm personally not homosexual, but I never woke up one day and went, you know what, I think I like chicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I wouldn't think that a homosexual would just wake up one day and be like, you know what, I think dudes are going to get me going. You know what I mean? And or the I, I idea that a, you saw your parents kiss uh, when you were you know, growing up, and so that's why you decide, you know, that that's why you were attracted to women. I think that's uh, ludicrous. Kind of Oedipus. Right. Well, and and for me too, it goes into what you were just saying about what people are into in the variety. Uh, some guys like blondes, and some like brunettes, and some like big butts, and some like small boobs. Exactly. And some like dudes. And I don't think people wake up one day and go, you know what? I think I like brunettes. And that's all there is to it. I, I think that it's something that's there. And whether it's by birth or not, I have a hard time. Um, I guess just making con- a concrete fact because in my mind. If it is definitely by birth, then there would have to be some sort of connection as far as genetics go. And I don't know that there is a gene that says this guy is going to be gay. Does everything have to be from genetics, though? I mean, what about the idea that uh, all of us are, you know, I'm going to get a little new agey on you here, but uh, what about the idea that all of us are just individuations of something that is greater than than all of us? So, like, you know, for me, God isn't this uh, old man in the sky deciding whether or not you've been good or bad and is going to punish you. God is all that is. It's everything that is and everything that isn't, all that exists, and that we are essentially, you know, our consciousness is an individuation of the the greater consciousness, if you will, and that in that 
in all of the billions of consciousnesses within this planet that uh, there's just such a huge range of variety because that's how it is. That's just nature. That it's not necessarily genetics that is, uh, is playing a factor in whether or not someone's gay. Maybe it's something beyond our understanding. Well, how wouldn't genetics be all part of your philosophy? I'm sorry? Sorry, James, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I, I have one more quick comment for yep. Jacob, and then you know I can I can get off the line and let you guys talk. But uh, he mentioned, you know, that he believes it's it's wrong because of his faith. But then he mentioned that uh, a baby doesn't isn't born deciding that it wants to to have sex with a guy. But I would argue that he wasn't born a Christian. He was born an atheist because as a baby he has no idea what a god is. Nice. The only reason he follows the the Christian religion most likely is that that's what his parents told him that he followed as a child. For sure. And he followed it and believed it. Absolutely, uh, James. Which, for me, I was a Christian, uh, so I thought until recently, because of that, because that's what my parents told me. Yep, I'm and, with you, man. That's how I was yeah. raised as well, and I changed from that and uh, became an atheist for about a decade and, and then became a panentheist, and I appreciate your call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Allie, what were you uh, saying? Well, I just I thought that maybe genetics would be a huge, would be like included in your... You know, beliefs about God. You know, genetics, I don't want to claim to understand how all that works. And I don't think that uh, most, you know, the average person who hasn't, isn't a geneticist could really have a, a grip on that. Okay. But I think that, uh, you know, despite genetics, we can create. Uh, our reality for ourselves to some extent in that uh, if you look at the placebo effect, people who believe that they're taking something that is medicine will be able to heal a condition on their own, even though that wasn't medicine that they took. It was a sugar mm-hmm. pill. But yet the the condition went away. It's because, you know, they're not nailed to the genetics. Is genetics right. an influence? Is genetics important? Yeah, for sure. But is it the end all be all of how your life is going to play out of what you're going to die from and all that i would say absolutely not i think that that your thoughts and your intentions and beliefs are are more important but we're out of time for tonight see you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com call tomorrow if you didn't get in tonight hi i'm richard grove of tragedyandhope.com and thanks to the help of mark and ian here on free talk live we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for john taylor gatto in 2001 former new york city and state school teacher of the year john taylor gatto published the underground history of american education detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves now john delivers a message which he calls your birthright it's titled the ultimate history lesson and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts john suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out.